Hello, it's time for Layback with Betfair. It is Christmas. It's Derby Day. What a day of racing it is. We've got the Golden Eagle as well at Rose Hill. We'll touch on that. No Dave Street all this week. Big shoes to fill for the magic man, Miles Fitzner, as I welcome you in. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Um, yeah, no salts. Um, I know you went to go uh, and get Curly on. No Curly either. We're wondering, we're doing a welfare check on him I to see if, he, Shane is, if he's still alive. He's in the um, lab in, that's for sure. So you've gone to the bottom of the barrel, but hopefully <laughs> we can find a few winners. And you brought me in on Christmas. You did right. Derby Day, how good. Um, I caught up with Shane a couple of times during the uh, Cox Plate Manicato Fiesta and uh, – he was drinking white wine and probably cheap white wine, and he hasn't been seen since. So send prayers. I've uh, well, I'm going to get to that in a little moment because oh, okay. uh, with one of our favourite segments uh, that we love in regards to the labin. Well, let's get stuck into it, mate. Where are you going? Uh, I'm going to start with uh, with Shane. <laughs> with Shane <laughs> oh, you're putting him in the labin. Uh, just standing out on the lawn uh, there at uh, Mooney Valley um, with a full bottle of white wine. Yeah. Um, some rare areas. From him, uh, it was an odd sh- cat. He offered me, it, it was, and it wasn't like a Riesling or like any of the good ones. It was one of those real like dry sort of shardies. Um, yeah, no wonder no, why he hasn't been seen. No, just get a beer. Uh, <laughs> just, just go and get a beer. Get so, in the lay. Yeah, I'm laying that early, nice and early. What have you got? <clears throat> um, English cricket team. That's an easy lay. Oh. Lost to Ireland. Sucked in. That's good fun. Um, I haven't got much else really. Hey, the barrier draw. Yes, for the mayor's shout. race. I mean. To, to get to the last horse, which was yearning, right? Then they've gone, sorry, well, we don't we don't have another ball. How do you run out of balls? For the barrier draw. So then apparently it was suggested that the uh, the draw, they could then, all the balls that go back in, they would then draw, they'd get that barrier and shift every other horse out. So we're laying even that decision that that was going to happen. <laughs> then they've gone to the redraw, and funnily enough, yearnings ended up getting one barrier wider than what it would have got. The first uh, time if they'd made that decision. So, yeah, the barrier draw and not having all the balls in the barrel, uh, that's definitely in the lay bin, Tommy. Lack of balls. Um, <laughs> something you're acutely aware of. Uh, <laughs> uh, Flemington, race, uh, we're on a probably a soft five or six, depending how many uh, how much rain's around. Obviously, we'll be filming this on Thursday, but massive meeting. Right on the true first day of the four big ones. And let's start with the race one, the Carbine Club Stakes, Fitzy. And... Uh, Great race. Waller's won this race for fun in recent times, and I don't think there's any fangirls here, but um, it's a good race. Which way are you leaning? Uh, I'm actually leaning towards Tijuana here. Um, I've really liked this horse, and uh, a credit to the team at Best Bloodstock. They've got this horse going really well. Um, look, I thought the run at Caulfield was actually pretty good in behind Golden Mile, and if you're within a length of Golden Mile, um, especially after we've seen that form come out and get franked, I reckon you're going pretty well. Before that, the Valley was superb, beating Fajita Sand and the rest of them there. Um, um, I thought it probably um, the the pattern might have favoured it just a fraction, but but really happy with it there. Oh, I'm trying to find a horse to beat it. I can't believe the price we're, we're still getting about Tijuana. I know Pungo from the Waller Yard and James McDonald short enough, but gee whiz, I, I, we haven't really seen enough from Pungo um, to uh, to warrant it being in front of Tijuana. So I'm all about Tijuana in the Carbon Club in the first. If J Mac wasn't riding Pungo and it wasn't trained by Chris Waller, this would be ten dollars easy. Um, so massive tax for James McDonald there, barrier one. I mean, this horse beat a handy field at Warwick Farm last start, but it was a maiden on a heavy eight at Warwick Farm and now steps up to horses that have been taking on uh, Caulfield Guineas. I'm with you. I, I tend to lean towards the Caulfield Guineas form. Tijuana, I thought the fortune teller was really good there. Probably carried Tijuana into the race, but Tijuana had shorter SP profile and 
was probably stronger on the line. So I think um, with that Barry draw, Barry two, Mark Zara on board, I think he's probably the one to beat there in the first. I'm not overly confident. I think we might have just found our lay. Yeah, maybe. In that race. Pungo's too short. He has to Way drift. too short. Has to drift at some point. But Waller's uh, won this race for fun. So I'm always a little bit wary. We'll skip over the Archer Stakes. Um, I'm not too keen, are you? No, just, I'm maybe Allegron, but not all that keen at all. All right, let's get stuck into race three, the Rising Fast Stakes over 1,200 metres. Another really good race. So you just continue, and I reckon I'll know what you're tipping here. <laughs> Which way do you do think I? I'm going to go here? I reckon here? you'll go on number seven, Jamea. Uh, oh, it's included in my numbers, but it's also I'm Your not horse? I'm not ruling out a horse here. Uh, also called Triple Missile, either. Real uh, my, good first up. My old mate Triple Missile, and uh, look, its first up record's pretty good. Three from four first up. The only failure coming obviously back on the eighth, where it ran in behind Gravina. Uh, this horse does tend to get a little bit better for the Lindsay Smith yard. I've got a lot of time. Uh, for him, seven from fourteen. It's a huge record. Can handle the sting out of the ground yep. if it's a soft service. Three from five uh, on the soft go, and four from eight at the trip. I mean, he's got a superb record. I think you've got to work your numbers around triple missile, Jamea, and Gravina. So that's the eight, seven, and the six here. Um, I'm probably happy to risk General Bow. Probably happy to risk Generation. Funnily enough, and gee, like inside draw, J Mac, Ma Eustace. Um, I know that might sound a little bit crazy considering some of the races that Generation's coming out of, even like 1.6 off cooling out of back there in the Moya. But once again, I think the pattern favoured it there. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on those uh, 8, 7 and 6 numbers. And if you can get some value in either of those, you're going to get what close enough to double figures about at least two of them. Yeah, what price, Jamea? About $11, $12 on betfair.com.au. Oh, I'm with Jamea, Fitzy. Um, you almost... Falling off your chair. Oh, I think it's a good. I oh, think she, every week I'm, I'm telling you how good this horse is, and you keep going. You're going to. She tip hasn't you. won for a long time, and now I'm jumping on. Hopefully, she can win. You've been wrong the last five times, at least. Um, she's five only, times. <laughs> she's only won three out of sixteen, but she comes out some really good races. Her three runs this campaign have been really slowly run races. Um, obviously, um, she brings good form into this. It's Sydney form. She's got a sharp turn of foot, which I like down the straight. She's got that turn of acceleration. She hasn't been suited off the back of slow run races. I think her turn of foot can get her out of trouble. And she gets back. And so some of those tracks haven't allowed um, uh, her to on. make ground. So Spot on. Um, what she did in the Theo Marks was really good. Uh, I think she's probably a better horse on top of the ground. She probably should get a, a suitable track on Saturday. She's got that turn of foot. I think the straight might suit her. And at double figures, $13, $14, I... Having something each way, number seven, Jamea there in race three. Oh, look at this. If we're lining up, Tommy oh, boy, it's getting out. dangerous. Look out. Let's get to the Wakeful Stakes for the Phillies 2000 metres. Oaks lead up here, race four on the program. I'm going to go first here. It's not a, not a race I'm too keen on, but um, Pavitra interests me. Um, set a fast tempo last start in that soft seven, uh, Caulfield in the ethereal. Stuck on quite well there. Really good turn of foot between the eight and the six as well. Put a gap on him and just weakened late. And she was probably entitled to. She was uh, she was at first run at 2,000 metres. Second run at 2,000 metres gets the blinkers off, I believe, um, here as well, Fitzy. So I can actually... Um, Set a slower tempo. She doesn't have to lead. She can draw. She draws Barry two. If they want to cross her, she can get a nice run. So the blinkers off. Barry two, soft run off a fast tempo last start. She can run well. A couple of others. I think Zenzella, um, huge market watch Zenzella. Now this horse comes off a pack and a maiden win, but you've got James McDonald on board, Kieran Ma. If there's any sort of money for this on the exchange, on betfair.com.au, I'll be keeping Zenzella very safe. The other one is number eight as time goes by. So, um, very interesting. This horse ran really good splits. 2,000 metres should suit her. 
Barrier one gets all favours. She's now fourth up, ready to peak. So, um, yeah, those are the three of interest. And speaking of splits, wasn't that far off She's Lickety split its last start? And that form line's probably the one form line I'd want to follow going into this. Um, as time goes by, I've got on top. Really don't like the race. If you're going really hard in some of these races and expecting to get a result, I think you're, um, I think you're nearly guessing. I mean, a lot of these horses are on a path to... To, uh, to the Oaks. To the yeah. Oaks, of course. Um, but once you get start getting these horses out over 2,000 metres, I mean, some will run it, some won't. So uh, just be careful. Be careful. Let's get to race five, the Lithinglow Stakes, 1,400 metres. Well, the Lithinglow? Right. Yeah. Lin- Linthiglow? Linlithgow. Linlithgow. That's the word I was I looking for. Oh, I got thanks, you. mate. You're a good man. <laughs> Salt's covered already. Um, now, really, really interesting race. Deep field. Eight, seven dollars a field. Impossible race. Uh, you can go first here, mate. Uh, look... Turath, Cinewon, Old Flame. Um, I'm not sure what order. I'm probably going to stick with horses maybe like Cinewon and Old Flame in front of Turath. Um, I know I'm probably sitting on the fence here. It's not really a race I want to play, and I do promise later in the show I'm going to do the yeah, – I've got to do the um, the Old Sultan and declare a few for you. But, um, look, Cinewon, I've been waiting for this horse to get it right and put it all together. The thing that I like is that we're getting this horse back to Flemington, and he's only had one go at the track. Cinewon, who's been racing at Caulfield down at Mooney Valley, and that run at Caulfield um, in behind Aegon, it was only 1.6 off Aegon and Bandersnatch in there. I think it's probably just starting to come into its own. So um, maybe Cinewon on top, back the drift, you're going to get, what, 13 or $14, maybe even 15 late on Betfair. Um, old Flame Tourath to round out the numbers, but gee, tough race again, wide open. For on a good four, I'm going to have something in the Inferno each way. I, I know I've tipped this a couple of times. He just needs things to go his way, this horse. He needs a dry track. He, if, if funnily enough, if the Manicato was run on Friday night on that the way the track was playing before the storm hit, if that was race three on the card, I thought he was a huge chance. He would have won. Um, you you firm, were declaring him if he ran Firm track, off fence at Mooney Valley Friday night. That would have been perfect. Uh, up to 1,400 metres. Now, is 1,000 metres up to 1,400 metres a huge query, but um, I think the the... Flemington, the big open spaces of Flemington might suit him. I know he runs well at Mooney Valley, but uh, I like him. He just needs a firm track and he's a good horse. So something each way, the Inferno for on a good track there. Here we go. Um, let's have a little bit of an education piece. I want to talk about gear changes. Before we get to the Coolmore. Before we get to the Coolmore, right. let's get uh, back to school. Now, back to school. There's a couple of things I want to touch on really quickly. There's so many gear changes out there that we look for. And we've got blinkers on, blinkers off, winkers on, tongue tie on, pacifiers, shoes, different shoes. Nose all... rolls, crossover nose bands, the full kit. Correct. Now, is there any that you look for when doing the form? I think probably a main one's going to be like blinkers on for the first time. And I, yep. I think when trainers wait uh, a while to let the horse be educated, I know um, you sometimes hear a lot of inexperienced owners go, Geez, if the, if the trainer only whacked the blinkers on this horse and had sharpened it up quicker. But you've got to remember, a lot of trainers are trying to get the horse to, to actually settle on its own and not use the blinkers. And sometimes they'll wait. And when you get blinkers on first time, um, if it's the right horse, it just does need to sharpen up a bit, maybe just get that little bit of a perk up and a little bit more focus. That can be one gear change that, uh, that you really know. That one that they think that the horse is there to win – 
Um, and uh, and two, if they've waited, if they've never done it before and they've waited a long time for it, they're obviously they're obviously doing that for some reason. So go and have a look as to why. Um, go and have a look at those runs. But blinkers on first time number one in regards to the gear changes from the positive aspect. Yep. Now, obviously, there's negatives around gear, foot. Footwear and oh, shoes bar, pl- and bar, bar plates, plates and stuff on. like that. Now, yeah, hoof fill, synthetic hoof filler. Just it's an interesting one because the market reacts to those kind of gear changes as well. So you might actually get value some of the time, but they they don't win very often with the, the bar plates and the anything that any issues with feet. It makes it hard for a horse to win. Um, I just mentioned a couple. Jamea's got Equicast um, first time, which is probably a negative. But race four, I've just mentioned Pervitra. Blinkers on last start and raced very keenly. Blinkers come off now from an inside barrier. I like that setup. So it might help it settle a bit better second time, 2,000 metres race keenly last start. So that's an interesting one. Blinkers coming off. I don't mind. There's a few others. Tongue tie on. I'm tipping a horse at big odds um, off two average runs later in the program. Gets the tongue tie on. So that might explain that there's been an issue with its tongue, getting its tongue over the bit, can't breathe properly. Tongue tie goes on, might spark a lot of improvement. Uh, it, with, um, you can see in reports, especially stewards reports, when a horse will go particularly badly. And for people out there that, that maybe don't follow it that closely, that the tongue ties obviously keeps the tongue aside so that the bit can, can sit normally in the mouth. But this is where you can see a horse um, sometimes in the straight. Uh, it doesn't lengthen doesn't want to fight on is is that it becomes harder for the horse to breathe is where the tongue actually gets up in behind the bit and essentially blocks the airway. So yeah. uh, you're dead right. Tongue tie on means that there was obviously an issue with the tongue at some point, which would then mean in turn that that run it had um, was was impeded by the tongue. So that's where you can sometimes get away with finding value in your form line. Anything to do with feet and tongues and mouth, obviously, and throat, um, big big watches. Foot, uh, hand, right. foot, hand and mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a, some sort of disease. <laughs> <laughs> we push on. Let's head to the Group 1 Cool Stud Stakes. This is always a brilliant race, and this year is no exception. I don't think uh, three-year races get any better than this. Group one, obviously, a stallion making race. Now, we've got Jack and I here who beat in secret at a Golden Rose over 1,400 metres. He ran the fastest final 400 metres of the day there, Jack and I, when winning that Golden Rose. That form looks superb. We've seen Golden Mile come through that win, Sir Jardin come through that and win. Jack and I then ran the fastest final 200 metres in Everest, if you don't mind. Um Beaten 1.6 lengths in an Everest. Yeah, but set up, on, like set up off a hot tempo too. They didn't actually go as fast as you may think. Eduardo was disappointing there, but you can look at the data. It probably wasn't as fast. Eduardo had issues which made people think it was ah. really fastly run race. Buenos Natchez ties in through the Everest and through Giga Kick. Obviously went pretty close to beating Giga Kick when they missed, when they met. And Colin Gatter, she brings ex- extremely good form through Bella Nipotina. So that looks Fabulous now after what we saw in the Manicato. So hot, hot race. Which way are you leaning? Well, I think Coolangatta was favoured by the map probably in the Moya. I mean, a superb horse. I just think it might find this one a little bit too sharp. Um, yep. Let's start ruling a few out. Best of Bordeaux, drawn wide. Look, was massive the other day. I thought it was super. Um, absolutely airborne flying um, home. So, look, probably another one to be included. So, Jardin's done nothing wrong. Big surprise win um, as well. Jacquino, ugly draw here. It's 57. It's got 57 kilos. Is it an kilos. ugly draw down the straight? It might not be the worst part. You've, I, just got to, you've got to, like, barrier one or two for views or three, like, Inside might be off. You just got to wait and see. Yeah, I'm thinking. Track I'm thinking that 16's not going to be great here for Jack and I. The way I've got it, I reckon inside fence is probably where you want to be. Yeah. Um, so I'm probably happy to risk it. And look, a little bit more in the weights separates Jack and I and in secret this time. But I'm just like gate nine, 
J-Mac. He can decide one way or the other. He can sit just outside of them, not get caught up in the ruck. These these races, especially when you get them up the straight, is you might think, oh, yeah, we're sitting like two back inside in the ruck. It's actually a really hard place to get out because even though you've got options to go both ways, it's a long way to actually go back in, out and around them. There's so also no bend to, for horses to wobble around and open nah, the gaps. No, they, they don't straight, open for so, you. When yeah. they run straight, they run straight. So yeah. you need a good draw. Um, 55 keg, J-Mac, in unbelievable form. He'll turn the tables on Jackano in secret. He's a star. They've had this mark for a long time. She's a star. Uh, she's yep. a star. Mark this uh, for a long time, this I'm invincible filly. Um, she's been the, the pin-up um, for them um, and uh, will be winning uh, in secret. I, I'm against her at the price. I could not take $4 about a filly in a Coolmore with such a big field. 17 runners. I think she's got the J-Mac tax on. I know she's a star, but she ties into a few of these. And I think there's a couple of Colts out here that'll jump out of the ground and peak on the day. I just don't want to take $4 about her. So I am tend to tend to be against her. At Where the are you going? The Tuno? Uh, the Tuno's got some hope. Buenos Notches is definitely some hope. Really smart horse. Run down the straight before. Jack and O's ties in through in secret. And then I think the other filly, Colin Gatt, is a, a nice mare, but just the 1,200 metres. Or nice filly, just the 1,200 metres is a, a slight query. So I just my play would be weight on in secret and be against her at the, the $4 at the moment in the Coolmore Stud Stakes. Let's get to the main race of the day, if that wasn't. Uh, the Empire Rose Stakes, 1,600 metres, Group 1. Ah, sorry. No, we'll skip Derby. One. Derby. We're going to the Derby. The Group 1, Victoria Derby. And... The Penfold Group 1, Victoria Derby. Good drop. Too. Good drop. Oh, good drop. Good um, South Australian like us. It is. <laughs> it's a good drop. Uh, Berkeley Square heads the market there uh, as favourite. Sharp and smart. Mr. Maestro right in the mix. Which way are you heading? Uh, I'm going with Mr. Maestro. I don't think barriers matter too much sometimes in 2,500 metre... Derbies and Oaks's. Um, I think you can get carried away with that as long as you're not like four deep the trip or three deep the trip. And I don't think Frosty's going to have this horse four yep. deep the trip um, over 2,500 metres. Um, uh, superb in the Norman Robertson. I thought the way, like, I'm just trying to find a horse on either that I think is going to absolutely savage the 2,500. Now, um, that to me, if you look back about a horse that's going to hit the line well enough, that's Mr. Maestro. Done absolutely nothing wrong. Andrew Forsman's got this horse flying, um, has to be on top. Can't believe it's still an each-way price, Mr. Maestro. I've In behind it, sharp and smart. Done nothing wrong for Team Rogerson, J-Mac aboard. Um, I'm probably thinking that sharp and smart is like the main threat. Bar uh, Barclay Square, as they're calling it, um, might be a little bit of a query at the trip. And then you've got to have your little nibble on the roughy is in Grand Piero. This horse... <laughs> we saw your celebration. This mate. horse had absolutely no right to win the other day down there at Geelong. It was an enormous win. And, Looks and like a, you'll stay all day, Grand yeah, Piero. And a, and a win that I thought was uh, was a fair way off pattern. So um, it, it, it came from the clouds. You want horses to do that in lead-ups to races like this. Anything happens in here. Mr. Maestro to win um, each way is the bet. Grand Piero, little tiny roughy, but wide open, I think. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I'm kind of risking Berkeley Square or Barkley Square, however they pronounce it, uh, a little bit. I don't know if that's the right form. I know the race rated really well. That Vars um, last week, 2,500 is a completely different ball game. I love the winner, Mr. Maestro at Flemington in the superimpose. I thought he was pretty tough last start at Caulfield as well in that soft seven. He was wide. He, I thought he was holding Muramasa on the line as well. I thought he was really tough. So I've got it down to Mr. Maestro and Sharp and Smart, who brings really good form. Now, this yep. horse was 
probably benefited from the gloaming being back from 18 to 16 when he was a month between runs. But I love that win. I thought it was a really tough win. He, he was strong there. And then he came out in the spring champion and, and went enormous again. So I've got sharp and smart uh, on top from Mr. Maestro. Berkeley Square's a favourite, and I've got it picked third or fourth, so I'll be against him at the price. Pericles, some hope to maybe throw in your quarter numbers. Pericles was well, ties in through Berkeley Square, obviously, and um, I I thought that horse was really, really good last start. Quick back up. So it was 14 to 2040 at Mooney Valley, um, three weeks between runs or two weeks between runs, but 1,400 metres on a heavy 10 up to 2040. William take huge benefit off that. You can't knock anything the stable are doing at the moment, so... Uh, sharp and smart on top for me ahead of let's roll the dice Berkeley square in the mix, but I'm um, against at the price in the Vic Derby. I, I'm ready to declare a couple here in the last two. Oh, you're stepping up. All right. Tab empire rose stakes, 1600 meters group one for the mayors. We've got a short price favorite down the bottom over from New Zealand in La Creek. You're declaring a couple. Declaring it. Which one? La Creek wins. Wow. Uh, this horse is a genuine superstar. A hands down a genuine superstar. Thought they might have brought this horse over earlier. Uh, maybe had a crack at a race like a Caulfield Cup even. Um, I even thought that this horse could have gone, um, like could have come earlier and attacked some of these other races. This is a proper, proper, proper horse. I would argue this could be one of the best horses to come out of New Zealand in maybe the last sort of five or eight years. I know that everyone will go, what about Melody Bell? I know I won a lot of group ones. It's a four-year-old. Shark was probably the best, but it didn't do all that mad excuses a lot of the times here. But anyway. Yeah, I've been waiting for two horses to come out of New Zealand for some time. One of them being Imperatrice and the other one is this one. Went, and went awful Imperatrice of late. Yep. Yeah, and so it's gone off Got the boil. Shoes. But this one, uh, the Alexander team, I've been waiting, waiting, and I'm so happy it rolled up with a two in front of it. Um, this this opened around $3.10. And you know what? The Smarties went straight in and they said, I'll take me some of that. And they've got it in now to two fifty. This will jump close enough to a dollar eighty or ninety. They're gonna absolutely wow. truckload this thing. Um, and I'm declaring it La Creek star. Good market support. I was really keen Fango and Hinge, but Waller scratched them. Typical Waller might be going to the uh Golden Eagle in Sydney there. So uh, that's probably left me with La Creek on top. I think Nimalee's the other horse of interest. John Barry too, soft run. I thought she was good last start. So Nimalee might be the value in the race. But um, yeah, I, I don't know what to do with La Creek. Oh, if you go in, all these other horses around them, kissing all four cheeks, yearning, she's lickety split. They're all probably, like some, if something went wrong, I, I just can't. Yeah, nah, La Creek's going to belt the living daylights out of them. All right, we finish race nine at 5.40 p.m. The Furphy Sprint Group 3. Another big field, nature of the day. You're declaring one again. Asafora, bang. Asafora? They, they absolutely yeah. broke the clock last start. Had a chat to Henry Dwyer. This horse is airborne. Um, and uh, what you do is you get on horses that are airborne. I think Zapateo is the only one in here that can get anywhere near it. Um, oh, you go down, Najmati, even at its peak, I don't reckon. Isotope, I know, is group one before, not racing well enough. Um, then go down through the ones at the bottom. They're only making up the numbers. Uh, this is This race is over. Um, once again, can't believe the price. Zapatio, the only threat. Uh, Asafora will go bang, bang to finish the last two. And we can go field, field in the first two in the quaddy, Tommy. And win Ooh, some money. 
Yeah, right. And then so you can lay off. You can, you can lay Asfura as well if you're alive for a good dividend there. You're on, not laying Asfura. No, if you're hedging, if you've got a big price, you can trade on uh, Betfair, which is the beauty of the exchange. Well, are, you, are you coming oh, with me here? Are you coming with me? Oh, hard me? to fold her. She's a, she's a potential star. What she did at Caulfield last start was enormous. Flemington Straits and different ball game. Uh, it's just about price for me. I am having a bet uh, on number four here, Bellucci Babe, at about 50s, I think she'll be. Number four, Bellucci Babe. Hang on, what? Yes. Now, she's got... You're right, <laughs> mate? Sorry. Go, I'm just... I'd nah, love to know so, why. So, this mare, we talked about gear changes. Tongue tie first on. First time. She trialed really nicely. She won a Warwick Farm Barry trial the other day. I assume the tongue tie was on there. She had two runs last campaign uh, in August and was very, very plain. But you go back to preparation prior, and mares can do this. They can have a off couple of runs. You go back to preparation prior. One length off Bella Nipatina, now a Manicato winner. Nature Strip, Eduardo, TJ Smith form. She ran fourth. She ran fourth in a Group 1 Galaxy. That form is good enough to run well here. She's $50, tongue tie on, off a trial win, draws middle. I think I have to have something on her at 50s each way, all day. My best of the day at a big price, Bellucci, babe, there. But your best of the day. At the price, definitely. Yep. So that's my best. My best lay. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, I'm against Berkeley Square at the price, and I'm against In Secret at the price. Uh, hard horses to lay. I just think they're too short for me. Fitzy and Bellucci, babe, my best. I was going to make Fangirl my best at, in the Empire Rose, but she's out. So, um, yeah, tough day. I am going to lay Pungo in the first. Yes. Um, that can get in the lay bin, which is down. Where's the graphics? It's going to be about there. Get, lay. <laughs> get in the lay, Pungo. Um, two best. Let's go right towards the end of the card. Best is comfortably La Creek, race eight, number 14. Next best is going to be race nine, number two, Asaphora. And um, I think you can pretty much save all your pennies uh, and then just only have a play right in the last. Gamble responsibly, of course. That's good, mate. Great show. Well uh, done. Thanks for joining me. What else? Well, what, hang on. Oh, what about the Golden Eagle? You want to have a look? Yeah, you want to have a quick look at the Golden Eagle? Because there's one up there I want to declare too. Let's do it. Race eight. I'm in the declaring mood, Tom. Race eight in the Golden Eagle. So there fits his best bets at Flemington. But Golden Eagle, why not? Rose Hill, $10 million race if you don't mind. I think there's three hopes. And I'll start first before you finish with a bang. Um, Fangirl and Hinged are hopes now they're here. I was really disappointed they're not at Flemington. But I think Wellwall's a great chance. Light Infantry is a great chance. We've seen the internationals. I'll pump my own tyres there with uh, the international Annabelle Neesham train last week. <laughs> Get around me. That was good last week. Oh, my, yeah, my, my best of my the day. My Oberon. My Oberon was best of the day each yeah. way. It's just won by about 200 metres. Um, Wellwall, Light Infantry and Velana are the three for me here. Yeah. Light infantry, very, very, very keen. We've been waiting. You and I did a future show, yep. and we spoke about this horse, about keeping an eye on it. They've kept it tucked away. They've kept it wrapped up in cotton wool. They're big-time trainers. They're smart. They've got Jamie Spencer aboard. They're not taking any any uh, risk here at all. I've seen it working down the beach. The form lines around this are way, way superior. Just swim down the beach, were you? Yeah, just then, walk past light infantry or something? Then anything. You're swimming past light infantry uh, down the beach? Down the bay, Atona or something? Yeah, the form lines around this horse are far superior to anything else in this race. I think Chain of Lightning and, I mean, everyone's forgetting I wish I win. I mean, it's a great fair race. income after Sandown and it bowled in there when it beat Ayrton and the race before at Caulfield where it beat Gentleman Roy by four links. Everyone went, this thing will win a Cox Plate. So, um, I think Chain of Lightning, I wish I win. Moody's got a mortgage on the placings. Light Infantry, just uh, if it's got a four in front of it, responsibly have a bet, please. <laughs> Love it, mate. Well, thanks for joining me, mate. Great show. Thank and you. We might see you over Cup Week at some point in time. We might get you back, depending on, on how your morals go. But we'll see how we go. <laughs> thanks for joining me. We'll be back to do it all again uh, with Lay Back with Betfair. 
Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.